everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. This is Jonathan, your host. And here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors because I want you to live a happier, more successful, and, of course, healthier life. I'm on that journey, and I want you to join along with me. And uh, so with that in mind, I've got an awesome conversation with you guys, or for you guys today. Uh, it's going to be with Jessica Crane, who has gone through a journey of her own with fitness, her faith, with her family, in this case, her spouse specifically, and the outdoors and her awesome journeys. Definitely, you want to tune into this. But before we get into that, just to give a shout out to the sponsors and partners of the show. Of course, First Form, if you're looking for any supplements, guys, anything to fill the gaps, needs in your personal diet, uh, I say diet, but your nutrition plan, Definitely go check out First Form, best protein on the market, best everything on the market. If you need a multivitamin, fish oil, whatever it may be, best everything on the market for supplements. Shoot me a message if you have any questions. I'd love to help you out. Um, but firstform.com, check out the link down below. You'll get free shipping on everything except for the new energy drinks that launched. That doesn't come with free shipping because I need to make sure that those cans are protected. Other than that, everything else is free shipping. Also, of course... Uh, Alpen Fuel for your backcountry nutrition, your best granola on the market. And yes, guys, you're going to hear me say this a lot. Best, 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 because I work with the best companies. I want you guys to have the best products. I believe in what they're doing, their vision for the future, for their company, and uh, for basically, in this case, your gut, right? Alpenfuel.com. Go check them out. Use code REDBEARD. Save some money. Definitely get the best granola you can. Uh, it's gluten-free, which is a big thing for me, but made with the best ingredients. Go check them out. And if you're looking for something other than granola, go check out Heather's Choice. She and her company are based in Alaska. Great local company, awesome ingredients, also gluten-free, but not even just gluten-free stuff, guys. There's, there's amazing things that they have on their menu. So go check out Heather's Choice. Uh, save some money as well with the discount code down below. Kafaru and Kafaru International. Uh, Kafaru has the most amazing backpack on the market. The frame is bar none, the best weight carrying frame out there. Go pick up the frame and then go check out the different bags based on what you're looking to do with your hunting or backpacking needs. Uh, you can give their customer service a call. Great customer service. They'll get you fitted into the right pack that you need, guys. Go check out Kafaru net blackovis.com it's like a smorgasbord of all the gear that you need from boots to optics to archery releases to arrows custom arrow builds go check out blackovis.com again save some money down below local company awesome company to work with if you need some beard oil go check out affect beard oil or affectbeard.com he's local here to utah makes great Beard oil for anyone that has a beard at all, whether it be stubble or long, you need some beard oil to moisturize the skin underneath, give a little bit of weight to your beard. And then if you have a longer beard, get some of their beard butter as well. 10% uh, goes to charity. And then you also save 10% with code REDBEARD10. So go check out Affect Beard Oil. If you're in the market for a CBD chewable, something like today where I had an intense leg day yesterday and my legs are a little bit sore especially getting up from sitting at a desk. Uh, I take CBD chewables, the absolute aid relief formula, 
They also have a couple of other formulas. Go check them out, guys. No THC, just the stuff that your body needs to help it recover and function better. Go check out affectbeard.com. Everything else, guys, check out the links down below. I want you to get the best gear possible and save a little bit of money while doing it. So go check those out and keep the show rolling. So, uh, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, here, without further ado, is the awesome conversation with Jessica Crane. All right, everyone, I've got a special treat for you guys. Jessica Crane, she just came back from Alaska, and we'll get back into that a little bit. That's kind of on my bucket list, at least a couple of hunts up in Alaska, so I'm jealous. But uh, Jessica, um, I don't do much on intros because I like people to tell other people what they like um, to know about them. So what what would you wrap Jessica up into a nutshell? What do you love to do, and uh, who are you? Well, I'm Jessica. I grew up in a small town in Oregon and grew up around rifle hunting a lot in my family and didn't pick up a bow until three or four years ago, which is around the same time that I picked up a camera. Um, so I just wanted to document my journey and kind of experience everything with everybody else with that high quality content of that camera. And that camera has led to opportunities of me to film hunts, which is what led me to Alaska altogether with Courtney and really big into fitness and which is a newer journey for me and with relating that to hunting and how much that affects your success or not success or just your safety in like general that's awesome that's good that's good to know it's uh <laughs> you know fitness is a journey in and of itself hunting's a journey in and of itself um, bow hunting's another journey and then <laughs> yeah. on top of that you like to pile everything together and you like to document it so uh it, it's it's awesome because i i personally tried to carry around a camera uh, it was like two years ago i was like oh i want to document things more than just my phone it wasn't for me i couldn't do it <laughs> it's hard it's not <laughs> yeah, easy <laughs> so, so i'm good with just getting the the new iphone every couple of years and and that's good enough for me i'm not yeah. cool enough to to do editing we were talking about that beforehand that i'm just very raw i don't do a lot of edits i don't do filters um but you've put out some good stuff and uh and it's cool to to hear you know you came from rifle um mm -hmm. you moved over to bow hunting and then the fitness aspect so we're going to touch on a couple of those things you've also got a, a husband who's into from what I've seen, he's into fitness and the yes. outdoors as well. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, did you always grow up in kind of the outdoors or did you, was that more of an adult onset thing? Like for me, so, I would say definitely like I have gotten so much more into it as a being an adult with Oregon and point creep and the issues with that. I feel like I couldn't carry a tag a lot. Um, I grew up with my dad hunting and kind of got out of it a little bit through college and then got right back into it more of like the conservation side of it and like what truly hunting is and what it's about and kind of diving into that. Um, so yeah, I grew up around rifle hunting my whole life. Um, and then just got into bow hunting and my husband, he actually, I introduced him to big game hunting. So that was a pretty cool experience for us to get together. And he got his first bull elk with a rifle. So that was pretty awesome. That's more than I've got. So <laughs> um, they're that's, tough, that's, right? Yeah, for real. And that's, I think that's the allure of elk hunting, but uh, that's so cool. So yeah, I, you know, I said for me onset, uh, adult onset hunter, mainly I, you know, I grew up fishing and in the outdoors and stuff, but uh, in fitness through sports, but um, I think that's kind of becoming more popular, especially with uh, the pandemic, a lot more people were jumping on board because they wanted to get out of the house. They wanted to do yeah. something. So um, I think it's cool that you grew up that way. And then you introduced your husband to it. 
Um, so what, I mean, what is it that drew you to the outdoors? Oh man, I think there's so many different things, but just going back to the basics of just listening, like using your senses and just to hunt down that animal and just to watch the animals. I mean, it's so much more than just the kill. It's watching and knowing that they're there day in, day out. It's like they live, breathe, survive in that most of the time survive, but <laughs> it's, it's just going, getting away from everything and just experiencing those basics. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, it, it's something that you can't really put into words. You know, it's hard yeah. to explain to people. Um, you know, when I try and talk to people about why it's so important to get outside and just trying to keep things simple. Uh, but also they're like, wait, you do what for how many days and no cell service. And I'm like, yeah, I actually prefer that. Like, yeah. you know, I, yes, I post every day, but at the same time, like, I love those times where I don't have cell service and I don't have to worry about it. And, uh, and it's awesome to, to get out there and, and just connect with nature. Um, yeah. you know, and it's so different, the different experiences that you can get. I mean, you've been up to Alaska and I've brought that up a couple of times. You can't tell that I'm, I'm jealous about that, but you, you've been to Alaska, you've been to, <laughs> you've been out West. Um, and then have you ever gone hunting out East or where are you? No, guys I have again? not Oregon. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I have not been out East at all. So definitely it's experience lot... that I want to experience, but <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's a lot different. Uh, you know, I out East, I mean, I grew up in North Carolina and so it's very flat and it's funny because out there we've got the Appalachian mountains and, uh, and they're very, they're more like rolling Hills compared to like the Rocky mountains. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have a different allure to them. They're, they're more dense with trees. And, um, I, I would use the words to describe Eastern, uh, outdoors is more like beautiful, lush, green, beautiful. And then out West out here, it's majestic. Um, yeah, there's just, you can't that. compare them. It's like apples to oranges, uh, and you just have to go out and experience it. So when you do get out there, um, I would recommend driving the blue Ridge parkway, um, okay. and doing that when the color change is happening. So I want to say it's October ish, but it's like, God takes a paintbrush and just wipes it across the Appalachian mountains, just orange, awesome. yellow, red. It's just, it's beautiful. Um, but cool. So what would be, uh, you said, you said fitness is fairly new to you. Yeah. you. You've come a long ways. Um, you know, I was, I was looking at some of your, your posts and, uh, things that you're sharing with people, what got you into fitness? And then, um, tell us a little bit about your story, your journey there. Yeah. So I started to notice my limitations. I went in for my first year of bow hunting and got myself into a pretty scary situation in the bottom of a Canyon chasing elk. <laughs> and when I got out of that, I said, never again, and I started my fitness journey slowly, but I wasn't super committed. And I actually saw Jessica Byers. Um, she posted about 75 hard. And I looked at my husband. I'm like, I'm going to beat you at this. We're doing this. I'm beating you. And he's like, Love nope, it. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> so we started out doing that. And that really just, that showed me what I was missing in my fitness journey of like that actual discipline. Like I had no mental, no physical, no, no discipline at all. And just teaching myself that as an adult was one very like intimidating and like kind of a reality check of my ego <laughs> of I have no discipline and to stick to something and to finish it after 75 days and to see my progress mentally and physically was huge. So now I'm doing that 75 hard at least once a year just to sharpen it up and keep going. But it's 
it's changed my experience in the outdoors for the better. Like I can actually enjoy it. I'm not looking at that mountain going, I'm not going to be able to breathe at the top of that thing. Or I can look at the moose that we packed out last year with Courtney and be able to know that, Hey, I can pack that out and I'm capable of doing that. And it takes just as much mental, I think, as it does physical. I'd agree with that. Definitely agree with that. So your, your fitness journey came because you hit a a limit and it's interesting Mm -hmm. that I found, I have found in talking to people, um, one, it's interesting how many people catch on to 75 hard and that's kind of a, uh, I guess a push to go even further. Um, but also just that people generally find their, their breaking point. Um, and, and for some people it's on the mountain like you, uh, chasing majestic creatures. And instead of wanting to quit, you wanted to turn around and get better. Um, even though, you know, we'll never be able to keep up with elk. Unfortunately, I know, right? <laughs> Try to close that gap, but <laughs> yeah. Or even just like walking through, if I could find a way to be silent like them through deadfall and brush and all that stuff, like right. I, I'd be a millionaire. Like I think everyone, <laughs> right. I think everyone would love to know how to do that. No uh, or seriously, but, um, but you know, you found that breaking point. And then uh, you said, you know, you don't ever want to experience that again. So yeah. uh, kind of walk us through that. How, how long has that been? Has that been year, two years, three years? So that's been about three years. And I, um, when I started, I just didn't take fitness as seriously as I did. I would say like as last year when I first started 75 hearts, that was when my big like transformation, mental, physical, everything actually changed for me when I actually started to take it pretty seriously. But yeah, it was, it was about three years ago is when I first got my bow. Nice. Okay. So about 2019 ish. Mm-hmm. That's again, that, I find that super interesting. Do you mind me asking? I know this isn't a popular thing to do for coming from the South. You don't ask women their age, but how old are you? I'm 27. Okay. You know, yeah. it's so interesting. Cause I, so I'm turning 30 in like a week. I remember when I used to think 30 was old, like, right. You know. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm just getting started, you know? And, uh, and it's interesting too, cause it, it, I've noticed a lot of people around the 2019, 2020 timeframe, um, had kind of that same, uh, get up and go mentality that they didn't want to get stuck, um, yeah. in, in something and either picked up a bow, which is awesome that, that you started bow hunting then as well. Um, but as far as your fitness journey is concerned, so you started in 2019 and you kind of, you dabbled in it. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, you started 75 hard about a year ago. Um, so, you know, you, you gradually worked into it, which I highly recommend that for anyone, like don't go from zero to CrossFit champion in three months. Like, don't, (laughs) don't do that. That's not, you're going to break yourself. Okay. (laughs) It's not really, I mean, it might be possible for some people. You're cool if you can do that. Um, but don't try and do that. You don't have to do that. So you gradually worked into it. You were losing some weight and then you kind of also had a a fire lit with 75 hard. Um, yeah. Tell tell me and, and the listeners out there just a little bit more about that. They've probably heard me talk about it too much, but from someone else's perspective, <laughs> uh, what's, you know, why 75 hard? What were maybe two takeaways that you got from that? Um, but let's start with just first, how did that help you with your, your fitness journey? Um, definitely just having structure. And I would say that I'm a pretty competitive person. So the fact of having a checkoff list every day and knowing wait, competitive, like, yeah. like you looked at your husband and said that you wanted to beat him in something. I'm like, like I'm going to win. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so we were actually both pretty competitive. So it worked out pretty well, but awesome. just having that checklist every day of like going down the list of getting your workouts in, getting your water in, even just getting your picture in 
is so much more of a challenge than you think it is because it's so easy that you almost put it in the back of your head. So having that physical checkoff check off list every single day really helped me so much. But what I like about 75 hard is you don't, so many people go, oh, I could never do that. I could never start that. That's so extreme. It's like, it's two workouts a day and he's not telling you which workouts to do. You can go on two walks a day, just get movement in. Like, and that was the biggest thing for me is I can do this. And I know that I can do this. So just getting that movement in and then improving my water intake and just not eating junk. But it's, it's helped me enormously. It helped my husband a lot. And he, he's on the fact of trying to gain weight, which is what not a lot of people try not to do, but it's, it's for everybody. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to go in saying, I'm going to lose weight to be the skinniest I can be. It's like, I came in to get as strong as I can get. So it's, it's for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And it's definitely very scalable. Um, I think people look at it a lot and they're like, oh, a gallon of water, that's not healthy for you or this, that, or the other. And, and to be honest with you, um, you know, there's naysayers to everything, right? Mm -hmm. But this is very scalable. And the fact that he says the same thing, uh, you know, Andy even talks about that, how, you know, if you can't run then walk, right? Mm -hmm. Get out there and just get some movement in more than, than what you already are. Just push your boundaries, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of the big thing too. Um, don't, don't skimp out on it cause you won't get as much out of it as maybe you should and you mm -hmm. could. Um, but you know, if you have, for example, if you can go for a walk outside, like for me, so, you know, just scaling it to having kids and being busy and, and, uh, all the other things that go along with that, um, you know, throwing some weight on my back when I realized it was too easy to just walk at a brisk mm -hmm. pace when my shins weren't burning anymore. Um, you know, you add some weight to your back. Everyone's got a backpack. Everyone has books. Everyone has something they can put in a backpack to walk around yeah. with. Um, it's not that difficult. It's just, you know, keep it simple and keep it sustainable. So it sounds like it worked out really well for you. Um, yeah. And are you where you want to be and kind of maintain? Or are you still hitting after or getting after your fitness? I'm, I'm still definitely getting after it. Um, so the first time I did 75 hard was the, before my first trip to Alaska, which was with Courtney, um, Levesque. And so that was a moose hunt. Packing out a moose is extremely difficult. So that mm -hmm. gave me another check of like, Hey, I'm not where I want to be. I want to keep going. I just want to be as strong as I can, because I don't want to be out in September, get an elk down and that meat spoil because I can't get it out. It's like, that's your biggest fear as a hunter. Like you don't want that to happen at all. So I'm still pushing, still grinding as much as I can to get better. Yeah, no, definitely. That's good to hear. Cause it, you know, it's again, you can finish 75 hard and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go have all the ice cream in the world. And you know, yep. it can be just like anything else, but I, I love what you're saying that you're keeping it as sustained, you know, as possible and, and pushing forward and grinding more. If no one, if you, or if, you know, anyone out there is listening that hasn't packed out a moose, um, I had, I had that experience, just a cow moose. It wasn't even a bull, um, this last year and it wasn't even a far pack out Yeah, <laughs> and those yeah. things are big. They're big animals. Um, Huge. and, uh, so that's, that's awesome that you guys, and I think I, I heard in that video, she was saying that you guys were on your third round, like you had to do three pack outs each. Oh, yeah. And it was only, I think her moose was like two, two and a half miles away, which is just mind blowing for people who cover yeah. tons of miles a day, but right. that terrain, you can step one second and be up to your knee in water, or you can be falling off of a tussock grass and it just fall into another one. It's mm -hmm. not, you have to use sticks and it's, 
it's hard, but yeah, we had to do quite a bit of trips out of there. We had three adults and we packed out 800 pounds of meat between two moose. So yeah, (laughs) it was a lot. And I didn't even think about that. I I haven't heard about the tussock grass before. Um, I read this book uh, called the comfort crisis Mm -hmm. and he talks about, he's like, it's either like you step in between a bunch of basketballs or you're stepping on the basketballs. Like you have to make that decision. And there's always that chance of rolling your ankle. And I didn't even think about that. Cause you look at, you know, all these videos that you guys put out of, you know, being in Alaska and it looks flat. It's like, Oh, yeah. that's such easy. an easy hike. Oh yeah. And then you realize it's like, you know, walking like he, I mean, the way he described it was like a slightly flat basketball. Yeah. And, uh, and just kind of bouncing across that or stepping in between them. And then you're like making these huge strides, trying not to step. So anyway, that's, that's crazy. It's yeah. Um, it's a lot more intimidating than you think. Like once yeah. you get out there, you're like, wow, this is a lot. And then you add a couple hundred of, you know, hundred pounds on your back or so. And that's, that just yeah. adds to it. Um, so you've been up to Alaska a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before we get into that, um, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about maybe because we talked about the fitness aspect of 75 hard, but what did you grasp from the mental side of things? Um, realizing that I was taking it too easy. I was giving myself too much leniency on my life, which actually leads to less freedom than when you have that mental discipline. So, I mean, I was, I just had no mental discipline at all. Mm-hmm. So I was giving myself the easy way out, which is actually making my physical really awful, but just that clarity that I had of myself and my confidence that went up because I can control my life. I can say, Hey, I have so much more time now because I know how to manage my time because when you're managing two workouts a day, you're making sure you're getting your water in, you're making sure you're getting your right food. in. there's a lot to plan out throughout the day, but you realize how much time you've wasted before. So I've definitely gained, gained a lot of confidence after finishing it um, and realizing that I'm more mentally capable than I thought that I was. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And, and also that structure, getting in the habit of having that structure and mm-hmm. uh, time blocking and figuring out when you can and can't do things. And, uh, you know, people that are, are listening to this, I mean, I don't know how many times you had to do this, but I know the first time I went through 75 hard, I don't know how many days there were that I went to bed and I didn't fall asleep yet. Right. That's the key. You can't, you got to do it before you fall asleep. (laughs) But um, I I went to go lay down and I'm like, Oh crap. I've got to go do my workout still. Yeah. (laughs) It's like 1130 at night. There were so many nights that I was like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, Oh my God, like I still have to work out Mm -hmm. or we had a trip that wasn't planned and we had to come back home. And I'm like, almost like wanting to fall asleep. And I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta get going. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, and that just makes you appreciate the days that run smoothly a lot better. (laughs) Yeah. But you feel so good afterwards. You're like, holy crap. I just did that. And normally I would have not done one workout that day at all. And I just finished two. Yep. But exactly, exactly. That's awesome. So let's, uh, let's kind of shift gears here and, and talk about Alaska. So you've been there twice now. Yes. Twice. And were you bow hunting both times? No. So they were both actually rifle hunts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, I feel like kind of a gateway into it and then maybe next time bring the bows, but it it was, it was awesome. I I like how you think that Alaska is a gateway hunt. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
not like that. Like that's the like rifle bucket, person. It's like a bucket list hunt for me. You're like, that's no, a gateway. No, it is I've for got- me. <laughs> no, it totally is for me. I just mean like I'm going in rifles first and then figuring out the bows later. So ne- next, you're gonna say. Next, you're gonna say you're gonna find the only turkey that's up in Alaska, and you're gonna hunt that turkey <laughs> up in Alaska. <laughs> no, this is that's definitely awesome. like <laughs> huge <laughs> dreams for me, and I'm definitely yeah. grateful for every bit of it. No, yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, and Alaska is a big deal. Um, it's big country. Uh, you know, it's a lot of, you know, unknown territory. And um, were there were there a lot of hunts where you were flown in? Did you stay kind of in, in close to a city or were you flown out? And they were told, you know, like in a couple of days, we'll come pick you up if the weather's good. You know, I've heard yeah. a lot of those stories. Uh, tell me about, I guess, the first time you went was for moose. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, the moose up there are even bigger than the ones here in Utah. So I can only imagine. Um, but t- tell us a little bit about that, uh, that journey that you had up there. Pardon the brief interruption, but here I wanted to introduce you guys as well to the Red Beards Fit crew over on Facebook. Just a great group of individuals. Uh, check out the link down below. I'd love to have you there, Red Beards Fit crew. Uh, we just want to get people from around the country and across borders as well to get together, share their experiences, and to have an awesome conversation about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors, the four things we talk about here on the podcast. So go check out Redbeard's Fit Crew. I'd love to have you there. Also, of course, tap into the First Form Outdoors group, another great group of individuals that just loves working together, getting outdoors, being fit, and having a great conversation around those items. So go check out those two groups. Love to have you in there. And uh, pardon the interruption, but here we are again with the conversation. Yeah. So for that one, I just filmed for that one. I didn't have a tag, but I definitely had the entire experience of it all. So we flew in for that one and we planned to be out there. I want to say it was nine days we were out there. So we um, flew into like three different spots um, and grateful enough that our um, pilot didn't just drop us off at the first one because there were tents all over the first one. Mm -hmm. So we finally flew into that third spot and watching him take off is the most humbling experience you're like (laughs) i am literally in the middle of nowhere right now and we were in the middle of nowhere um but it's yeah that first one we flew in and then for the bear hunt we actually took a boat in from Mm -hmm. valdez area so yeah gotcha that's awesome so so walk us through you know the the moose hunt in alaska maybe a little bit of even though you weren't necessarily the hunter um Mm -hmm. you got the full experience which you know, maybe anyone out there listening, uh, that isn't a hunter, you don't understand that pulling the trigger or, you know, firing off an arrow isn't, it's a super tiny part of the entire journey. And, um, I would highly recommend to anyone out there, if you're looking at getting into hunting, find a good mentor. There's a lot of good resources out there. That's how I got into Western hunting out here. The mountains are, are big. Like I can't imagine if you flew out to Alaska and you're like, I'm just going to go do whatever, you know, like you had a good mentor that kind of walked you through and knew what they were doing. And, and, um, and I'd recommend that for anyone, especially if you're looking at getting into hunting, get a good mentor, follow them around for a year. Don't even put in for tags, maybe put in for points or something, but, um, follow them around, see if it's even something you want to do before you go and invest in a bunch of gear, uh, a rifle bow, whatever your your muzzleloader, whatever you're looking to do. Um, you need to have that good mentor so that you can learn from them. But you know, tell us about that experience that you had up there filming. Oh, um, it was definitely just taking every single bit of it in. Like as they flew off, it was just that most 
humbling feeling of like, we are literally out in the middle of nowhere, which is something I've never experienced for before just being flown in, dropped off and bye. See you later. Um, looking at the terrain altogether, I was like, oh, this really isn't going to be that bad. But then once you get into those lands, it is, it's a good suck. Like it is a good, it's a good suck. They, I mean, I'm so grateful for it all, but, and then I'm sitting there glassing on the side of this little ridge and I see a moose through my binoculars. I'm like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even need these right now. They're so massive. They're so huge. And like, they are amazing animals, but it definitely made me realize where I'm, I'm still not where I want to be physically wise because that terrain is so insane. Um, but to watch Courtney pull that trigger on her bowl that she had and to watch like Dustin take his too, it was pretty amazing. And walking up to him and the size of the animal and realizing that we still have to go two and a half miles back to camp just to drop it off and to come back and do it again. It took a couple days to get those out. So yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. And I mean, was, was this one of those bulls that you could walk under and not even touch his belly? Like <laughs> oh, I feel, that's how I feel. <laughs> They're big. Those, they those are Alaskan moose so are huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's Incredible. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it, I thought you were going to say, you know, they dropped you off, the plane flies off and then you look down and there's bear scat everywhere, you know? Like <laughs> okay. We on the moose hunt, I was so shocked. We didn't see one single bear. That's we saw awesome. wolves, but mm. I was so shocked that we didn't see it. Like, any bears at all. And we had some good vantage points where we could glass quite a bit. And Dustin being a resident resident there, he's like shocked. He's like, this is so weird that we're not seeing any bears. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not really down to get face to face with brown bear, but <laughs> you're like, I wouldn't mind seeing one on the flight out. How about <laughs> <laughs> no joke? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wolves kind of freak me out even more than, than bears just because they're I mean, they're powerful creatures too. They're over six feet tall when they're on their hind legs and they travel in packs and they're super smart. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's a pretty incredible, you know, experience as well. Um, and, and so that that's, that's really awesome that you were able to go up there and film for them. Uh, you got to help pack. You were the pack mule as well, not just the film crew. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then you went up. So that was a couple of years ago. That was last year. Yeah. Okay. And then you went this year with your own tag in your pocket. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us about that. I mean, it was your first black bear. Yeah. Was in Alaska. Right? I mean, that, that's not very, like what very many people can say unless you're from there, I guess, but right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've spoke with someone else too, that said that their first hunt ever was a black bear. And I'm like, that's a lot. A lot of people can't say that either, but, yeah. but then you add on to that a uh, black bear in Alaska like, that's just mm -hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. so walk us through, you know, one, why was that even something that you wanted to do? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, again, some people can't understand the desire to go after bears in general, but then to go to Alaska to look for a bear. Um, and then, you know, kind of your experience while you're up there. Yeah. Um, bears are very interesting animal to me, just who, the, like what they do, who they are, how they move. And also just that's predator management. So I'm always down to go out and go hunt black bears. And also they're very good meat. Like I really enjoy black bear, especially like breakfast sausage or summer sausage or any types of those. It's very, very good. Courtney called me up one day and she's like, Hey, do you want to go to Montana for a black bear hunt? That didn't end up panning out. So she actually, we booked a trip to Alaska and she has a friend down there that he was going to take us out. So 
I was like, absolutely. I'm not one to say no for like any kind of experience. Like I want to, I always want to go and explore and do more. So I was, it's always intimidating, but I like to push myself outside of my comfort zones, but and with that trip, um, it's a boat in trip. So we would boat in and then you could spot from the boat and then you could go park the boat and go hunt that animal, which is a totally different hunting style that I've never experienced before, but it was so, it was so awesome. And we were hunting next to a giant, um, there was a glacier that, around there. So there's a lot of ice around, which was on one of my most recent videos very intimidating ice is not very fun to be pushing through <laughs> yeah no definitely so you so you were on a boat you spotted mm -hmm. the bear um mm -hmm. and then you you went and you you know you put the you short or i guess you beached the boat um mm -hmm. and got off and then you stalked in on the bear i mean you know talk us through a little bit about that as well yeah so we beached the boat and it was a very quick scenario because the alders there are super super thick so once those bears get to move in and right now they're moving, like they are not stopping for anything. They're just going, they're feeding, they're getting their goods and they're moving. So it's a very fast paced situation. You would think from a boat, it's like super, super easy, which in ways it can be because you are able to spot those animals, but getting a shot on that bear, they move so quick that you, it's a little bit of a rough process. So we beach that boat. I, right out in the open had a good and it was a good clean kill right through the heart and he went down maybe 30 yards away and I didn't know that they did like a death cry I mean and that sounds so bad but like a death moan yeah just to be able to hear him it was I mean it's always hard to take an animal it really is but to be able to hear that he went down so quickly and so like that painless process like that made me feel good. Like he, he didn't suffer. He went right down and I was, I was crying. I was emotional. I was excited to yeah. be in Alaska and to shoot a bear, like super grateful for that. That is, that, that's, that's awesome. That is cool. Um, and it's good that, you know, you obviously practiced with your rifle, you, you knew it was dialed and you did everything that you can, uh, to take out any of the, you know, the variables that could have played yeah. in. And yeah. so you, you know, that's good that you had a good clean, clean shot. And then, um, you know, coastal bears, and, and I just learned this recently, um, are a lot bigger than inland bears. Um, and I just found out that, you know, in the loader 48, North Carolina actually has some of the biggest black bears because oh, of their wow. coastal. Um, so I'm like, nah, I definitely got to get back home. But so, you know, it's, it looked like a pretty good size bear, um, that yeah. you got down. So that's a lot of meat. Um, you bring the hide home that can yes, be a I new did. rug. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> he has awesome. a beautiful, and those bears are known for just their thick, thick coat, I was told. Mm -hmm. So seeing it in person, when I got up close, I'm like, holy cow, like this, he's beautiful. And he's got a beautiful little blonde nose. And yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So you, you took everything you could back home. Yes. Um, yes. And, and that's another big thing too. So, uh, you know, you're able to cherish that bear to, you know, to, to use the resources that it provides as well. Um, you obviously are helping the ecosystem, you know, people smarter than me know how to manage, you know, the predators and, <laughs> and keep the numbers as right as we can, right. There's always fluctuations and stuff, but so you're contributing to that, but you didn't just go in for a trophy. You went in and you're mm -mm. taking the meat, you're taking the skull, you're taking the hide and, uh, and you're using it, you're using it all. It's funny. Cause I, 
I haven't, I've had bear meat, but I haven't had um, the opportunity to hunt a bear myself yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I heard, um, what was it Cameron Haynes was talking to Joe, Joe Rogan about it. And he was like, you know, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's a mental thing, but uh, he was like, I feel like more of a beast when I eat, you know, elk and deer, he said, <laughs> yeah. but even more so when I eat bear, like, it's just, you know, knowing that, uh, that that's a predator's resource mm-hmm. that he's providing me what was in his system, you know? And so I just thought that was cool. You know, obviously that's, that's things we think about as hunters, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, there's no scientific data behind that. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it is a really good resource. Like the red yeah. meat that comes off of, of game meat is some of the best meat that you can put in your body. And so mm-hmm. that that's awesome. So it, it's an awesome experience. Sounds great. And it sounds like you're going to be going back to Alaska. Um, this isn't your last trip. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you got some connections up there. So that's awesome. Um, what is maybe, I guess, cause you, you've been, you're fairly new to hunting, um, yeah. especially, you know, out West and bigger, bigger game. Uh, what would be maybe something that you would ad- give some advice to someone maybe getting into it, or maybe they've been doing it a couple of years without any success and are starting to kind of lose their, their gusto for wanting to go out and hunt. What would be maybe some advice that you you'd give to them? Um, I would say along with your advice, like if you're just starting out, just get out there. There's a lot of people that don't even experience hiking. They don't even experience the outdoors in general. So just start slow, watch some animals. You know, if you want to invest in anything, get some binoculars. That way you can glass up those animals, watch them, see what they're doing, see how they act. Um, another good, really good resource is podcasts. There are so many podcasts out there and so much information. And like, I listen to them almost more than I listen to music. <laughs> and it's, it's just a huge resource in the hunting community. And there's so many different people that you can react, react, reach out to on social media. Um, but just take it slow. And it's not, it's not about the harvest. I mean, of course, it's a huge, that is the biggest part. That's why we hunt is to get that meat into be able to feed our families and all of that, but it is, there's so much more than just the harvest. So just experience the outdoors, get outside, um, go with other people and just talk with the hunting community. No, I definitely agree with that. There's definitely a lot of resources out there. Um, and you do, you kind of have to weed out the the BS. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that will post just the kill shot or how successful they are. And Mm -hmm. you don't know the behind the scenes and what effort they've put in, but there's, there's a lot of, good people out there that you can look at, um, and reach out to that will actually answer you back. If you have a good, genuine question, like, you know, don't go in and be like, Oh, should I hunt bow or rifle? Like, you know, do your own research a little bit. And, but when you reach out with genuine questions, there's a lot of people that are willing to answer you. Um, and another thing too, that I'm realizing, I've had uh, quite a few discussions with uh, women that are getting into hunting, um, and not in it just for, the likes or whatever, but they actually mm-hmm. enjoy the experience. Um, yeah. and, and that's a big thing that I feel like it's an under, uh, I guess, underestimated or, um, underspoken about a uh, group of people that really do enjoy. It's not just a man thing. Right. Yeah. And so, um, what would be maybe some advice more specifically to women that are looking to get into it? You obviously have a husband that's very supportive, but as a woman, I'm sure there's, there's challenges that men don't think about. And so yeah. what would you recommend to, to women looking at getting into hunting or just backpacking, getting outdoors? Yeah. So I would say finding a group of people and doing it together first, but gaining that confidence of being out there by yourself is huge. Like it's a very intimidating process. It is very, um, 
it's just, there's a lot to take in on it. So finding a group of gals, if you could find that, and there, there are a lot of them, just to enjoy the outdoors, um, get out with them, talk with them. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much to learn and there is a lot of women out there that actually do care about the outdoors. Also getting into, um, local, like volunteer projects in your area to help the wildlife is a huge thing that you can get into, which also is kind of a gateway that might help you get into the outdoors more. I like it. I like it. That's some solid advice there. And I definitely appreciate, uh, appreciate you sharing that. You know, it, it really is something that for me, I, I want to share that with other people and, and let them know that it's not this huge mountain that you have to climb. There's little steps that you can take yeah. people like you out there that are willing to discuss this with other people and just want to share their journey. And, um, I've, I've really appreciated your time and you yeah. sharing your experience. I'm looking forward to see where, where your journey takes you in the future. And, um, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing that bear rug whenever you get it. So that, that looks like it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and where, where can people find you? Where do you want them to go to look at your content, your awesome videos that you're taking, uh, and, uh, the hunts and everything that you're going on? Yeah. So I have my Instagram, which is underscore Jessica crane underscore. Um, I'm also on TikTok, which is just Jess crane. Um, and then I'm starting up my YouTube. So I'm hoping to grow over that in the next like couple years and just explore more. So if you're looking for that, that's also Jessica crane. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. Keeping it, keeping it simple and consistent. Keeping like it, it. Trying to keep it I consistent. Like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for your time. You guys go check her out. Uh, Jessica is on an awesome journey. Um, she's young and just getting after it with her and her husband and, and her friends and all their other connections up in Alaska that I guess I, I need to get some connections up there too. Uh, you guys go check her out. I'll leave the links down below. And, uh, as I always say, guys, get out, live your life and love it, man. That was an awesome conversation. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope to have some awesome Alaskan adventures like Jessica, uh, in the future and, uh, definitely go check out her pages. I'll leave the links down below. Appreciate you tuning in. There's so many podcasts out there that you could listen to. Thanks for choosing mine. Thanks for leaving a review, for subscribing, following, whatever the button is on your favorite platform so that you can always get notified when the new one comes out and your reviews help others. It reaches out, lets them know uh, what you think about the podcast because obviously I think it's awesome. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> so I appreciate your reviews. Have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, get out, live your life and love it.